Hello and welcome back to the Peculiar Place podcast. Mandy is here. Ah, this is a segment, two bees in a pod, and we're your hostesses. I'm Mandy. And Jesse. Ah, I'm so glad you're back. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm happy to be back. It's been too long. Yeah. First week of January was the last time you were here, which is crazy. Was it really the first week of January? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think it went longer than we anticipated because I was fully prepared to like give birth earlier like yeah i thought for sure but i was late i was one week late and so mandy's gonna be giving her full birth story birth experience here yeah. today it was crazy it was insane it was crazy <laughs> i don't know if we need any trigger warnings do we i mean it's a birth story like um, get ready for health stuff hospital stuff yeah bodily functions i mean you know it's a <laughs> bodily birth- function it's a birth story exactly so yeah, we're going to be talking about that today. But first, we just want to thank all of our patrons. Mandy wasn't here when we like introduced it, but you're excited about it. I'm, I'm excited. So ex- I'm so happy to hear about it. It makes me feel so special, like actually seeing like the individuals that are supporting I know, us. Signing and up. There's just so much love that I have for those people, and it's great. Thank you so much for the support. Yes, thank you. We love you. I just wanted to give a quick, just in case you didn't see last week, um, we have a Patreon page and there are four different tiers. The first one is $2. It's called Buy Us a Coffee. It's just a way to support us without any uh, huge commitments and we really appreciate anyone that's supporting on that tier. The second tier is the supporter tier. So every single week you will get an extra bonus clip of the podcast. And so this week... Mandy is telling a crazy... Would it be an argument? How would you say? It was like the most wild interaction with the first nurse that was tending to us. Yeah. When we got to the hospital for the first time. And we ended up having to like complain and it was a it's, it was a mess. It's a situation. It's so a situation. We're going to be posting that clip this week. So if you <laughs> would like to see that crazy story time, mm-hmm. it's going to be on Patreon. The third tier is called the Peculiar Tier. So you get everything from the previous ones, including the weekly video. And also that tier gets a monthly discount code for the merch website. You also get to see any other like photos and stuff that we post on Patreon. But you also get postcards from us and this is the first one it's me and mandy this was taken back i think in may on mother's day fun fact i was pregnant here (gasps) right but no one knew you can't tell and yeah no one knew you told like me and mom actually the girls knew at the place but like you hadn't been public about it until no because i i was like nauseous so i just wanted them to know ahead of time because i was like throwing up the entire trip so we're gonna be signing these and sending them off to our patrons this month just a reminder that we are shipping these out on the 14th or 15th of each month so if you become a patron before then you will get these we're gonna sign them it's all good i and love then... this picture i, I want... love it too can I, can I take this home you can <laughs> i want this we do I'm have gonna, a lot of them i'm gonna put it up on my wall i love it and then the last tier is the producer tier so you get all of the previous benefits but you also get a credit at the end of each of our podcasts which is pretty cool and you also get to send in topic ideas for us to talk about i love that you're a producer of the podcast love that um anyway we're gonna put a link down below obviously this is not necessary even you just watching our podcast listening is so much support but we were talking about it last week how canadians we don't get paid on tiktok we don't get paid anywhere so even though we post tons of like reels and all kinds of stuff it, it 
And put a lot of work into it. Yeah, we're Canadians. Yeah. And obviously, like, this podcast, you know, we're starting off small. It's a small Mm -hmm. channel, you know, small amount of views that we're hoping to grow this year. And so we do need support for rental space and for staff working behind the scenes, um, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys so, so much. Link down below. Or you can go to www.peculiar.com www.patreon.com slash peculiar place podcast <laughs> okay so i thought before you tell your full story because like your the mic's gonna be on you pretty much the entire podcast we okay. can do a brief update because i just had my birthday party on the weekend <gasps> yes <laughs> and i wasn't there i know guys i was so worried that like people were gonna read into that and i did like why was it mandy there no one commented that but i did get some dms like where's mandy and i was like she just gave birth like she just I had know. her baby so sad but i wanted to be there so bad but I i'm like know. okay next year it's gonna be another 30th <laughs> Yeah. We're going to party like it's your 30th next year. Please. Yeah. My actual birthday is on Valentine's Day, but everyone thought it was uh, on Sunday, but that's okay. Because well, I posted you were on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but the song to the reel that I posted was I'm turning 30. Oh, so, like, okay, it's coming okay, okay, up, okay. you know what fair I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. Anyways, I wanted to tell kind of a, a crazy story time. I cannot believe these things happen to me, honestly. Like, I just want to go out and have a good time. <laughs> like we talked about, like, we're homebodies. So, like, when I go out, like, I'm already nervous and, like, anxious. Like, most people are excited for their birthday parties. But I was telling you, like, I was just feeling anxious and nervous about it. You know, socializing, going out is not my thing. Anyways, though, I got all dressed up. My friends and I, we all met at, um, I'm not going to say where it was, but it's, like, this complex that has, like, condo buildings. And then you can walk to restaurants. And they also have, like, a, a club. But it's not, like, a crazy club that you would go to in like the city it's like loungy it's very loungy cocktail club there's still a dj and music and stuff but it's not you know crazy or anything they had like a coat check and it was it was fancier than what we used to go to like in toronto as teenagers anyway so i got all dressed up i had just gotten a new coach purse and guys i don't buy purses okay i buy purses maybe once every three years and i was like i really want a silver coach bag because i don't have like fancy purses to take places and silver is a great color because it goes with everything so i got it it's over my shoulder we all head over to the club and we notice right away it's a club filled with people in their 40s which is fine it's like an older vibe i mean i just turned 30 so like i could be considered older but you wanted more of that slower low yeah vibe. that vibe was fine with me there's a dj there he's playing a lot of like early 2000s music we're all vibing we grab a drink and we're all like dancing in front of the dj booth and we notice right away that there is this old woman and <laughs> I, i'm trying to figure out how to describe her because i don't want to be insensitive but mm-hmm. i also want you guys to get the picture okay she's a little witchy looking as i mean to say I don't want to be mean. No, you said that her hair was unkept and long and white. <laughs> yes. And it was that very sounds witchy. It was witchy. Like she looked witchy and she kind of was like hunched over and she's probably like in her like you 70s. Said she was cackling. She was cackling. That's witchy too. Yeah, she was just, she had, she had witch vibes, okay? <laughs> cackling. There's nothing wrong with having witch vibes, but just get, I'm trying to give you the picture, okay? Anyway, so she's probably in her like, I would say 70s. And she's holding hands like both of her hands with an older man he's probably in his 80s he looks much older than her and it's so bizarre because we're all dancing in a circle and they are zooming back and forth they're not even dancing they are shuffling so quickly back and forth across the club in zigzags okay so anyone who's in their way you better move or you're getting smashed into they do not care they're not trying to go around people they're going dun 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 like 
back and forth, back and forth. My friends are getting smacked in the face, in the back. One of my friends almost fell over. I can't believe they weren't kicked We're out. all trying to, like, dodge them. And it's so bizarre. Like, we thought right away, like, they must be on something. It cannot just be alcohol because of the way that they were acting. It was very weird. So at first, you know, the first 15 minutes, we're, like, kind of laughing about it because it's silly, right? You're there, you're drinking, you're with your friends, you're trying to dance. And these people are like... But it sounds ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I think one of my friends has a video of them doing it, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I want to see. We can't put it on here. But, um, yeah, so we're all dodging <laughs> them. It's super weird. The man disappears. I don't know if he leaves. I don't know if he even came with her. It didn't look like it if he left and she was by herself. So we're all in the circle dancing still. She starts creeping up behind all of the guys in the group. Not to dance on them, but she just kind of stands right behind him so so close that like her chin's like basically on their backs and she's kind of standing there looking down and so I start telling the guys I'm like check your pockets keep looking behind you because I don't know what she's doing right I don't know if she's looking to pickpocket or like what's going on it was just very strange anyway then (laughs) as we're dancing she gets in the very middle of the circle and she looks directly at me okay we make firm eye contact she sticks her two arms out at me, starts doing this, okay? So at first, if you're, Casting a spell. if you're listening, she's like twiddling her fingers. And so at first, I thought she was trying to get me to come like dance with her because the guy was gone, right? Mm. So I thought she was looking for her next victim to like fling back and forth around the club. So of course, I back up and I kind of shake my head and I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm trying to like get away from her. She starts <sighs> coming towards me with her hands out. And so I'm backing up, backing up, and she's getting closer and closer and starting to speed up. The second she's close to me, does she not just with both hands grab my coach bag firmly, firmly grasps it and then pulls it back and starts to run away. So it goes off my shoulder and just as it's leaving my arm past my hand, I'm able to grab onto the handle. Thank goodness. And so I pull back (laughs) and I go, what the lady? And so now we're playing tug of war with my purse and it's in the air because she's shorter than me. So I'm trying to like get up where she can't get it. So of course we're like tugging back and forth. I'm running backwards squealing. Like I'm screaming so people can hear me. And it happens so fast that like it's almost like all my friends were in shock because like, everyone what is going on. Yeah, everyone's like this cannot be happening right now. And like Ty wasn't near me because when she started kind of coming towards us, we kind of parted because we hoped that she was just going to like go through the group. Instead, Ty and I were separated. So like he's watching from across the room like this, like what is going on right now? Anyway, I get the purse. Okay. I'm stronger than her. I run around my friend group and they all start blocking her because she's chasing me still. So now they're all like blocking her. And so at that point I was like, should I be like telling security? I feel like that's what you do, right? Security should have noticed what, what, the zooming i know way back in the beginning the issue is like they were all at the door i don't know why there wasn't security like around i guess they don't expect security to have to be needed in a club like this right so anyway i like talk to my friends and i'm like i feel like we should tell security because it's not just like she's being belligerent and she's drunk like even the whole dancing thing i don't know if you can really tell security about that but i was like if she's now grabbing bags and maybe trying to pickpocket yeah. like this is something Sketchy you should inform behavior. but you know i had some friends who were like no like that that's gonna cause like a ruckus and i was like really but they were like yeah so don't worry about it we'll try and block <laughs> her from getting to you anyway she keeps doing it she hasn't grabbed my purse again but she's trying to so finally um well you guys know matt he pointed to the door and he was like, get the f*** out. 
get the f out lady and she looked so surprised like her eyes were like she couldn't believe he was saying that to her and then she left good job matt yeah that was my 30th <laughs> birthday experience okay that was only one part of the night afterwards it was totally fine we danced for like two hours after that it was good hey you have a story from it now yeah i literally as it was happening like i told ty i'm like we have a lot to talk about on the, <laughs> the podcast because yeah. this is very eventful but the thing is like the club was great but the dj and listen, no offense if you know a DJ or you're a DJ, but I feel like some DJs are so full of themselves and they think they're kings. It's an ego. And they have these huge egos yeah. and it's just a thing, right? So my friend, and here's the thing, the club wasn't packed. When we were there, there was maybe 20 people. Okay, that's not a lot for a club. That's actually very small. It was spacious. Like we had so much space. Like that. it was really nice actually, but it's not like he had a room packed with 500 people. <laughs> my friend, she likes the song, I'm a Bee by black eyed peas is that is what that, it's called is that, i was just about to say is that is that actually what it's called i don't know i'm a b i'm a b i'm a i'm a, I'm a b i'm a b on the next level i think it's i'm a b yeah i think so too anyway so she goes up to me and she's like remember in high school when we used to listen to that song i'm gonna go ask the dj to put it on and i'm like okay <laughs> like i don't love the song but she does so i was like okay yeah go ask him so she goes up there and like listen it already takes guts to go to a dj and ask for a song okay it's like loud they're like I in know. their focus mode you have to like go and tap them on the shoulder if you're drunk enough you can do it yeah and she was okay so like she comes back and she's kind of like i don't know if he's gonna play it he kind of like brushed me off and i was like okay well you never know anyway so the song ends that was already playing and he gets on the mic he stops the music which he had been doing all night. He would like stop the music and be like, thanks for coming guys. I'm DJ, blah, blah, blah. And it would be so long. So we'd always stopping dancing and being like, okay, like move <laughs> along. You can even say that with like the music lower or whatever, but he would stop the music completely and be this like guy's this. guy's trying to become <laughs> yeah. Steve Aoki over here. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so <laughs> the music stops and he goes, some woman just came up to me and asked me for a new song, but I play whatever the f I want. And my friend's face was just like, who says that, Mandy? It's not even like he's in like Toronto and I play whatever the f I want. And no one said anything. Did he expect people to like cheer and be like, yeah, you do? Yeah, you do. Like, no, we were all just like, because we were the ones dancing in front of his DJ booth. So we were the, we were the thing of the party, like the hype. Did he realize that his joke or whatever that was, that statement didn't land well? I think so, because no one said anything. Like, no one was like, yeah, like, and the next song he played wasn't even good, Mandy. It was like, uh, I think it was Lucky Star by Madonna. <laughs> you might be my lucky star. <laughs> We're like, like, at least put on a song that like is like, boom, like you said that. You know what I but mean? But I feel like it's like, uh, unless you're a DJ who is trying to make it and like, you make your own sets and it's all your original work. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a difference between that and then, like, you just playing songs. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> then people are going to assume, yeah, you are taking requests. Yeah, like, his mic drop was Madonna. <laughs> like, put on something really cool, dude, if you're going to say something like that. Yeah. It better be amazing. Like, yeah. we better be starting to dance right as you say that. But we just were, like... Like, because DJs that actually, like, sell out for like a show or whatever they're playing their original set right you know what i mean so people are there to hear that yeah but it's like if you're going to like some random club and it's just this guy playing music like just songs <laughs> get ready to take requests i mean that's your job yeah no it was like so embarrassing for him if you're a dj and you're mad when people come and ask for requests you're in the wrongs 
industry, babe. Yeah, I You're know. You're in the wrong industry. But also, you don't have to say anything. Like, don't play the song then. Don't or be play like, the song. Or be like, oh, like, I have to stick to the set. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what I would have said if I didn't want to play a certain song. I'd be like, I'm oh, sorry, I have to stick to the set. Right. No, dude, stop I play whatever the f- I want. <laughs> Wait, honestly, the place you went to was like a more elevated, like a bougie or nice, oh, yeah. nicer place. They had bottle service lounges all so around it. So they hired that dj to play that night yes, right they so, did. but it's like him acting that way you would think maybe you wouldn't get hired again then because people that are coming to pay to come in and have a good time right speaking to your customers that way and what if it was like someone's birthday like what if that was her birthday that's, and she was like i want that song that's bad work ethic yeah okay djs <laughs> <laughs> It's like that TikTok I sent you. It was like this beautiful, it was showing like all the beautiful ceilings and the cathedrals and stuff like in the, in Europe. And it was like men used to build these and now they're just DJs. It was Versailles. Yeah. They were showing Versailles. Pillars and like it was gorgeous. Uh, Like, you know how the ceilings are like Renaissance paintings and like, and everything. I showed Luca that because he laughed because I knew he'd appreciate (laughs) it. I showed Ty too. But it's like, keep in mind during that time period everything was like handmade and yeah. like with a chisel and like painters and beautiful stuff. yeah and it was like men used to do things like this or build things like this and now they're just djs and they lie <laughs> <laughs> now they're djs and they lie i love um, it that's so funny anyway one last thing can we normalize that 30 is a young age it's a young Babe. age this is what I noticed. And like pe- 40 is the new 30. But even 40 comparatively, when you're 80 and you're looking back at when you were 40, you're going to think you're young. People in their 60s and 70s, I still think that they're young. Like yeah. if I hear someone passed away at 75, I'm like, oh my God, they're still young. I think once you get into your 80s, it's like, all right, now you're getting old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could be 60. Like grandpa, isn't he? He was like in his 60s or He's in his 80s. He's in his 80s right now. And he was running, like, triathlons and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, like, he? three years ago. But, like, so I posted my See? birthday... <laughs> I posted my birthday reel, and I know people are just trying to be nice, but a lot of the comments, and I'm talking, like, 80%, are people saying, you're 30? You don't look that old. Oh, my gosh, you look so much younger than 30. And, like, sure, like, I'm it's glad... Young people. I'm glad you're telling me I look young, but the consensus was, like... There's no way you're that old. Jess, <laughs> it's kids writing that. They're kids. I know. They don't know. And, like, I'll admit, like, when you're a kid and you think about the age 30, I mean, it seems like a far time away, right? Like, it seems like it's probably old. When I was 16, I thought 20 was, like, old. I yeah. thought, like, 20 was, like, okay, you got to get your shit together. 20. Yeah. 20-year-olds are babies. But once you get here, you realize it's really not like that. The past three years, like when I turned 27, it really dawned on me and I was really nervous to turn 30. But like... When you turned 27? Yes. I'm 27. I know. But it just seemed like a really big age to me at 27. I don't know why. I feel 30 now. And like the months leading up to me being 30, I'm fine. Like I do not worry about it. It's weird. It's like when you're in your mid-20s, you worry about it. But once you get here, because think about it, now I'm in my early 30s. So now I'm like, yeah, I feel younger again because there's people in their late 30s. Remember how we used to be in our early 20s and like late 20s were the older ones? So now I feel like I'm starting a new, like I'm turning over a oh, new cool, leaf. Cool, cool. And now I'm in my early 30s again. I love that perspective. You know what I mean? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, the year I turned 26, I was worried about 30. Yeah. Because then it was like, 
I'm not 25 anymore. Like I'm not like mid 20s. <laughs> I'm 27 now, but I I never really thought about it at 27. But 26, that birthday was harder for me because I was like, oh, I'm edging near the end of my 20s. Yeah, I'm no longer 25. I'm not in the middle anymore. Yeah, it's kind of um, you get over the idea at some point. I don't know. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I feel 30. Yeah, I'm 27, but I feel 30. Yeah, I guess, like, it's just a backhanded compliment to be like, you don't look that old. It's a kid. But it's, like, 80% of the comments. We have a lot of children who follow you, babe. Like, it's different to be like, oh, my gosh, you look 21. Because then you're not claiming that 30s, like, old and haggard. <laughs> Jess, nobody thinks that. I know. I'm just... Kids think that. Yeah. I'm excited. Like, your 30s are going to be amazing and i always hear like 30s are the best years of your life yeah i've heard that too like no pressure yeah because 20s were hard honestly 20s are very hard and i feel like you grow the most so far in life in your 20s yeah because like when i think about the person that i was at 21 22 versus the person i am now at 27 complete different person yeah so much growth happening in that time so it's just it's and and a lot of challenges and obstacles obviously life is always going to be challenging and have obstacles and stuff but i feel like at least once you get into your 30s you are more sure of yourself and you're more wise yeah (laughs) you have more wisdom and maybe maybe not everyone but maybe you are married and you have a kid you're starting a family you have a home you have a career mm-hmm. or at least maybe you're starting to think about that or you're just starting that and therefore like everything's sort of coming together in your 30s and it's it's beautiful yeah it's a good way to put it that's how i view it yeah i do too now <laughs> now that i'm here <laughs> think of all you've accomplished and you're only 30 yeah you're only 30 in my early 30s now no care in the world and like 60s young you know yeah Think of your whole life so far. All right, because I'm halfway to 60. Yes. And 60's young. Yeah. You're going to be fine. I'm good. You're going to be fine. Anyway, (laughs) that was my um, birthday update. So now I'm going to pass the mic over to you. Pass the baton. Figuratively. Tell your birth story. (sighs) Let's get into it. It's honestly, my birth story is stressful. I get like heightened heart rate when I talk about this. Yeah. Where do I begin? I was a couple days late past my due date and my OB sent me in for a stress test at the hospital, which is where they measure, they like put belts around your stomach and they listen to the baby's heartbeat and they measure the heart rate and then also your blood pressure and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but when they were doing this, I was such 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 bad anxiety like internalizing a panic attack during the whole thing like you know when you like are having a panic attack but you don't show it and it's awful it's all internal yeah and it's like oh my god those are the worst kinds yeah in our family we have something that's like white coat syndrome where anytime our blood pressure is being taken or we're in some sort of a medical situation, hospital, doctor's office, whatever the case may be, your blood pressure is always high through the roof. But it's like not regularly high. It's just anxiety induced high, Mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, so (laughs) they were taking my blood pressure and they were like, okay, like calm down. Like, do you need water? Do you need like ice chips? And I was like, yeah, 
give me the ice chips it's fine so we were there for like 20 minutes and they had to keep coming back and taking my blood pressure over and over and over and the machine kept going off like beeping because the heart rate was too high like her heart rate and then every time the machine would go off i would get even more anxious it was horrible it was the worst thing ever right after that i went straight to my ob office and then they were like your blood pressure is way too high and i was like yeah but i'm just it's anxiety and he's like yes but you were there for 20 minutes and they took your blood pressure three times and it just kept getting higher and like it's not safe for babies Mm -hmm. so we're gonna induce you so i was like i do not want to be induced they scheduled me to be induced like that thursday so in the morning we went to the hospital it was 7 30 a.m that i was supposed to get induced so we brought all of the stuff hospital bags everything so we got there i'll tell the patreon story of the nurse yeah you had a hard a difficult time with the nurse i had an extremely hard time with this crazy nurse yeah awful after that situation well technically during that situation i was induced by it's like a gel that they put into your cervix and it's supposed to soften everything to help the water break and right. then, and then possibly have your water break on its own and it's supposed to be like a more gentle way of inducing and it works over six hours so it's like a long process yeah that was very intrusive <laughs> because they have to like put it up you and, right. and it was very painful so that was a stressful experience especially with that nurse so then after that i was just like walking around the hospital trying to get my water to break doing stretches i brought the yoga ball to bounce on it and i was trying to open everything up and it was like six hours of just that my water did not break on its own so after the six hours was up um, my ob came back in to break my water for me what they do when they break your water is they stick up like it's like a um i feel so bad for any medical people that are watching this because they're gonna be like what is she saying they don't expect you to know all the words it's a freaking <laughs> stick okay yeah. a skinny long <laughs> stick with a hook okay yeah. and they stick it up you and they pop your water thankfully during this experience because i guess with the gel that they had put in it made it a lot easier for yeah. him to break it okay but i have friends where it like wouldn't break and they had to like keep going at it to try and break it Oof. and it was the most painful thing that they've ever experienced yeah. so i was ready for the water breaking to be painful right but it wasn't at all so he like, put it up and the water broke and i just want to say the experience of like your water breaking <laughs> what is it like it's crazy like it's not a baby in your stomach it's water like it's literally there's so much water right it was like a huge bucket of water but it was it was like warm (laughs) (laughs) but it was a lot like i always i always thought that it was gonna be like you it feels like you're peeing yourself it doesn't no it feels like your niagara falls like just it just keeps coming and coming and coming so did they have a bucket or was it a water like or or, uh, was it a towel (laughs) (laughs) no so they had me sitting on um it was all in the bed that they did it yeah the hospital bed they just had me sitting on like pee pads (laughs) okay like a dog yeah like a dog exactly like a dog (laughs) okay so anyway so while that was happening my ob saw that she had pooped inside the womb right so which is not great exactly so when the water is coming out you can see like in the color that she pooped yeah so it's actually really great that they induced me because even if i thought my blood pressure is normally fine it's like 
this doesn't it's not exactly necessary that i get induced it's good that they did it because she had pooped inside of me and that could have been a problem later on if i had waited and tried to like have it be natural it's got to be a god thing that's exactly it this is meant to happen this way yeah so once they break your water you're basically under like this time limit of like you can only have your water be broken for like 24 hours before the baby comes so it's like okay this thing's happening now so as soon as they broke my water the contractions began right the away with like a vengeance literally it was insane so like she was in posterior position so i was having back labor which is like the worst excruciating pain of my life yeah and the contractions were like literally like two minutes apart at one point like the contractions you feel them in your stomach because that's like what it's supposed to be like for like a normal regular birth yeah it's like the tightening and it just feels like um what's the word cramps spasming okay it feels like spasm of your uterus and it's like tight 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 and it really hurts and then it's like it loosens up and then it comes back tight 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 and it just sort of does that in waves i could have handled that no problem okay the back pain it was like alien versus predator the alien was digging out of my back and gonna come out of my back like that's literally what it felt like yeah and it was so so bad and i think i was only having contractions for like two or three hours before i was like i need the epidural now they were like okay we'll get you the epidural and the epidural was a whole thing in itself like just that experience well that needle is huge but so they they raise up the bed as high as it can go yeah you have to be on the edge of the bed and you have to like curve your back and your whole body in a way that they can get it in the spot in your back right and you have to be perfectly still when they do this and when you're having contractions every minute yeah that's tough it's hard to stay still Mm -hmm. so luca was like holding on to me and the process of them doing this takes a little while and when you're having contractions they have to stop everything and wait for the contraction to be done and then they like work quickly after it's done and then it comes back and they have to stop and they it's very chaotic yeah and it was really painful them doing it i had back labor and i'm telling you that the epidural was painful to put in but Everyone, it helps. everyone should get the epidural. Yeah. Like, I've heard I it's... don't know how women do this naturally. Yeah. I don't know. You must be superhuman. A god. Like I <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah, seriously, superhuman. I can't. I mean, maybe I could understand like without that back labor pain, I could have maybe put up with that the contractions, even though like your vagina like ripping apart yeah. sounds horrible. I don't know how people do that either. Anyway, so it started to ease up the pain. Except, and I don't know why they do this, but they put me on one side. And, well, the reason why they wanted me to do that was because they wanted me to open my cervix. Like, it's supposed to help the baby move faster down, like, the canal or whatever it is. So they put, like, a birth ball sort of, like, in between your legs to open everything up and you're, like, on your side. But I had just gotten that epidural. So you know what happened? It pooled on one side of my body numbed that side and the entire other side of my body i could feel everything (laughs) so one half of me is numb and it's like come on guys gravity hello anyway so i'm lying like that they're measuring your contractions they're measuring your heart rate the fetal heart rate all of that 
my OB came in not even like 20 minutes later and he was like so like you're having contractions you don't feel them but um, every contraction you have her heart rate is like skyrocketing like she's stressed every time you get a contraction her heart rate went up to 190 at one point that's crazy so they were like this is dangerous and they checked how dilated I was. I was only two centimeters dilated. Oh, no. And you have to be 10? You have to be 10. So he was like, listen, like, this is your first baby. It's going to be a long time before you get to 10 centimeters from two. So he was like, I think we need to do an emergency C-section. And I was like, I I remember thinking, like, for sure, yes, of course, because it's for her. And I don't need to be convinced at all. But I remember thinking, like, this is the one thing that I didn't want to happen. This is the one thing that I had been praying about not to happen. Like, this was my biggest fear. Everything that I had leading up to this was for a vaginal birth. And it was like, I, if I had known I was going to get a C-section, I wouldn't have had to be induced. I wouldn't have had to have my water broken like that. I wouldn't have had to have, I was laboring for like three hours. For no reason, essentially. I didn't need to do that. So I was just like exhausted emotionally like physically but i was also like okay so if we do this she's gonna come sooner i'm gonna meet her soon very soon i was like i'm gonna meet her within like the next two hours which is amazing because i thought it would be all night so at this point i think it was like 11 and um they were like okay we're gonna go prep upstairs and just like get yourself ready kind of thing will come get you so we texted the family yeah we were on standby we let you guys know because it was very quick the c-section situation yeah we didn't really know that that was gonna happen so nobody was there except for luca because we thought that it would take hours and hours before she would come yeah and like we would let you know we'd let the family know like okay like at like seven centimeters we'll let everyone know to come kind of thing so we texted the well luca texted the family and then you guys were all like okay we're coming yeah (laughs) thank goodness we came right away but because it was so quick nobody was able to get there before i went in you went in like five minutes before we got there like we had just gotten there and they were like no she's already in and we're like no well especially like our aunt she like works in the hospital she really wanted to like get in there with you to like help you feel at least a little bit better yeah and she was that would have been nice she was running up and down the halls like trying to find you (laughs) it was awful that would have been nice because i was so scared i know i was so 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 scared and i did not prepare myself for that they brought me up there and I was shaking so bad, so, so bad, like never before. Like it was like shock. Yeah. That kind of shaking. And Luca couldn't go in there with me at first. They had to like prep me and everything. So they put me on this table and my arms were out like this. Like they had to like have my arms like this. Why? I don't know. Oh, maybe so you're not grabbing. Yeah, I think it has something to do with just being out of the way. Right. But very uncomfortable. And then they have like the curtain so you can't see but if you look up at the ceiling the huge like surgical lights that they have Mm -hmm. reflect what's going (gasps) on but you you didn't look i did look but not like i didn't focus on it like you're lying back so you that's what you see if you look up you could see everything that they were doing i don't know why they do it that way there should be another curtain or something right right so i was really scared the anesthesiologist he was really amazing like that he was so 
like moral support the whole time. Oh, good. Because he was behind me and he was dealing with my pain and everything. And so right. he was talking to me the entire time. Also, there was a nurse there and I wish that I could have seen her face. They were all masked up and everything. Right. She was like so mothering and nurturing and like Aww. literally rubbing my arm, touching my face, speaking to me in a way that was like really comforting. And like, I want to cry just thinking Aww. about it because it was so scary, Jess. Oh my gosh. It's traumatic. <laughs> when they were ready, Luca came in. And he sat, like, right next to my face, thank God. So he was there through the actual procedure? Surgery, yeah. So he was there with me. His face was right here. And the thing about the the numbing, I didn't have any pain, but I could feel everything they were doing and envisioning in my head as they were doing it what they were doing because I could feel everything. Yeah. So I could feel the cutting like, I could feel, like, the roughness of it. Yeah. And then I could feel also, like, the pulling and the tugging. And, like, it was very... So, C-sections and, like, what he does specifically is he, like, does the most, like, tugging on one side. And that's actually the side that has been hurting the most. He, like, pulls out from one side. So, he's not, like, doing a big... Don't they, like, take out all your organs, though? <laughs> organs no for real like we were talking to beth ty's mom and like they're supposed to like remove a bunch of your organs oh, put it oh on God, like oh a platter God, and oh then God. take the baby out and put it back in you're already done so i would never have told you this before ah! i hope i don't even want to know that okay that's why i thought you knew that that's just why, i thought that's why you're saying the tugging i thought that's what you meant no, like yes what that's what i was feeling the bowels and everything you know what's interesting i never searched up what a c-section actually entails that's good because I was scared too. And even to this day, I don't ever... Like, when I see people having C-sections, even those photos that people take, like, with their babies, like, after the C-section... Yeah. It, like, triggers me. It was so horrific. Okay, I thought you knew, like, everything. So now I feel bad I that thought, I just no, said no, that. No. <laughs> I thought that they just, like, cut you, cut all the skin, and then it's your uterus... Okay, the baby's under everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, anyway. Things are, like, coming back to me. Okay. <laughs> so, like, my throat was burning. I thought I was going to throw up. I felt, like, dizzy. They had to put, like, the little, like, cup for puke next to my face. I got shortness of breath, and my chest was tight, and I thought that I, like couldn't breathe i just like couldn't catch my breath so they had to give me oxygen i was shaking so bad at this point on the table that it was like i was having an exorcism i was shaking that much like wow. like shaking so badly and all i could think of is like how are they performing the surgery with me shaking like this right how are they gonna do a good job so anyway so she came out we heard a cry it was so sweet and quiet and cute and then they gave her over to luca and it was just very chaotic because i was still feeling like all of these things and in the midst of the surgery and we were only halfway through that i couldn't even really process have her the, being yeah. there they were taking pictures and all of this and i was just like uh, i just wanted to get this done like you yeah. know what i mean after that they took luca and her into the post-op room to do skin to skin they had to spend the rest of the time with me alone in that room like finishing up so it was like right. another like whatever half an hour of them putting everything back together i guess in me now i'm curious i want to know exactly what they did <laughs> 
that's now what, that you've said that that's what ty's mom told us because she's had two and yeah. she was like she wanted to see it so the doctor let her so they didn't put the curtain in front of it because she was very interested and she watched them like they like removed her organs they take the baby out they put the organs she back in watched yeah she said she really she begged him and the guy was like i don't think it's a good idea she's like no i want to see what's going on she watched yeah Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. okay yeah. They finished, and then I went back into the post-op room, and so they were, like, doing all, like, the vitals and, like, checking numbness and all of that, and the anesthesiologist guy, he told me, he was like, look, um, if you have another C-section in the future, it'll be planned, obviously. He said, the experience will be better because the epidural that I gave you was for a vaginal birth, and it's different than what they would give you for a C-section. Different in what way? In the way that you shouldn't have felt anything. You shouldn't have felt even, like, even the slightest bit of... Tugging? Yeah. You shouldn't have known what was going on the way that you did. Oh, shit. Like, even before I went in, he was like, if worse comes to worse, we put you out. Like, we'll right. put you to sleep. He had just given me the epidural for a vaginal birth, and then I went right upstairs within that hour. He was probably pissed. He was probably like... Well, he did- really stressed to me afterwards that he was like, this was, like, a really shitty right. way of doing it, an experience for you. At least he told you that. He did. Because now you can have some peace about your next one. Yes. He said the next time it'll be a easier, more pleasant process. Yeah. Because they will be prepared. Because obviously an emergency C-section, you're dealing with the doctors that are just there that day. You know what I mean? Like, nothing is, like, planned out. It's a little chaotic. It's extremely chaotic and and emergency, quick. Right. You know what I mean? So obviously a planned one would be better. But it was interesting hearing that from him because if that was just the way a C-section is like for everybody i don't think i would do it again yeah but now like i mean i probably will because she's amazing but so then after that they gave her to me for breastfeeding and it was amazing because she latched right away Mm -hmm. and this was something that i was really stressed about because a lot of women have a hard time either their babies have a hard time or they have a hard time and i've always hear more often than not how painful and horrific breastfeeding can be on like you like your body and also like the baby if they have a tongue tie or they don't know how to latch and it can be a very upsetting situation for everyone but that hasn't been the case for me and I'm so happy about that I feel very grateful for that and I'm like I'll take a win where I can get it Mm because that was stressful and then after that experience the recovery is like crazy so like the next day they wanted me to like sit up on the edge of the bed stand up if i could and take a couple steps i sat up on the edge of the bed didn't even get to stand up yet before i started seeing black spots like i was gonna pass out yeah and they had to get a bucket for me because i was gonna throw up the pain was insane i've never felt anything like it in my life so they were like okay not yet like lie back down and like we'll keep trying the rest of the day how were you peeing catheter or you had a catheter i had a catheter put in did you feel that or no no because they do it after the epidural okay that's good but getting the catheter put out that's a whole other thing i'll tell you after well i know what that because that's the same kind of tube you know when i had my um yeah the bladder thing that's essentially what it is 
but I didn't have any numbing or anything. Uh, I know that feeling though. It's awful. So after a couple hours, they kept trying to get me to like be like move and stuff. So I think you guys were there the first time I took a step. They had two nurses in there, one on each side, and I took a couple steps with them. I don't think I was there. That's probably mom. Ma- I know dad was there for sure because he brought oh, okay. that up okay. <laughs> later on because it was apparently it was really painful to watch. Okay, I don't but, think I was there. Yeah, it was really hard. It was painful. I didn't sleep for like three day three nights straight because I had like I guess like a temporary case of like PTSD because every time I close my eyes I would relive the c-section over Mm -hmm. and over and over even though I was so tired my mind would just like it just would go a million miles a minute and just be replaying over and over and over again the c-section and that lasted for like three nights and I did not sleep at all and I was just so like triggered and like upset about that experience it was just really hard to like process yeah and a lot of it i blocked out until like recently things are starting to come back to me now Mm -hmm. but like i just was so in love with her right away she was so beautiful and so amazing actually the car ride (laughs) home was awful i wasn't even there for 48 hours they're supposed to keep you there for 48 hours i could not believe that like that's insane i just want to say like how little i guess this country views like women's health yeah i guess in general just women's health everywhere i had a very serious abdominal surgery and they sent me home not even i think about 24 hours after yeah and they sent me home with tylenol tylenol that's crazy, Mandy. I just had a baby ripped out of my body. Have a Tylenol. And they sent me home with Tylenol. So the car ride home, I was bawling my eyes out. I was in the worst pain I've ever been in. It has been a huge snowstorm. And the bumps and the everything, it was just awful. I was so upset because for like the first like three weeks... I'm unable, well, technically six to eight weeks is like recovery, but you're not supposed to lift anything. You're not supposed to go up any stairs. You're not supposed to walk much. You're supposed to like be in bed and be recovering. And you're also still bleeding. Like you still bleed. Mm -hmm. People don't know that about C-sections. They're like always surprised to know. Like I was in a diaper for like two weeks. Of course, everything has to come out. (sighs) And just feeling like I can't just be independent with my daughter yeah and like lift her car seat myself and like just do things for her myself so like having like that physical limitation when it came to her i was just so disappointed because i wanted that right away even now like i still don't fully have that yet so it's just like frustrating because i want that independence right something i wanted to share is that (laughs) because it was so crazy that first night i think that we came home from the hospital you guys came over for the mm. nighttime shift. Yeah. All hands were on deck the first week. Oh, like yeah. the family, everyone was there to help out. So Justin Ty would come over from like seven to eleven mm-hmm. to like watch her while we got some sleep. And I remember that was the first time that I had been like away from her. And we went into the bed, Luca and I. Every time I closed my eyes I would see her face and I kept hearing her crying. And you were in the room right next to us. And she wasn't crying. No. She was fine. I kept hearing her crying. And it was stressing me the 
out. And I kept looking at Luca and I'm like, do you hear her crying? Like, is that her crying? And Luca's like, no, she's not crying. Everything's fine. Like, go to sleep. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like, oh, my God, am I losing it? Is this postpartum depression? Like, am I going to start hallucinating? Like, I was so scared for my mental health. Once I got sleep, that never happened again. Yeah. So it was just like pure exhaustion. Exhaustion, yeah. And anxiety and PTSD and everything. And... Every time that it would be nighttime and the sun would go down, I would feel this, like, dread. And I'd always cry whenever, like, mom left. Yeah. Or you guys left at night. And it wasn't because I was, like, scared or worried about anything to do with her. And I couldn't put my finger on it why I felt this, like, dread at night. But then I told mom and mom was like, it's because when you had the C-section, everything that happened happened at night Mm -hmm. when the sun went down. And it's just like another form of trauma. Right. And that went on for like the first week. Once the second week came, we started becoming more independent. We didn't need everyone to come over as often. And now we're like totally independent and everything's great and everything's amazing and night times are fine and I'm fine. I just wanted to talk about that first couple nights of like, how like your mental health can really be affected Mm -hmm. and birth trauma is a real thing and like not enough people talk about it i believe it so now she's one month old today and she's here in the studio she's here (laughs) she's here and she's amazing and i love her so much and i can't get enough of her she's so cute she's the cutest baby and it's not even like just because i'm her aunt like she's the cutest baby i've ever seen yeah like some come out all shriveled up and everything (laughs) She's beautiful, like these big cheeks and like her eyes are gorgeous and like everything about her is so beautiful. She's going to be the cutest toddler, the cutest little kid. I'm so excited to see her grow. Like I'd love to picture because when she was in your belly, we wondered what she would look like at this age. And now that we see her now, I'm like, what is she going to look like at like one or two years old? Like, because that's when they start to really look like how they're going to look. I was I was talking to Luca about that. I was like, I can't even picture like because she's just such a cute little baby. I can't picture like what she's going to look like as like a woman or anything. Yeah. And what is her hair color going to be? Because right now, like her eye color, all babies have kind of the same hair color like, and blue eyes. Yeah. I can't wait to like know what her like talents and her interests are gonna be and her little quirks and like things that she loves what's her favorite movie gonna be Uh, like we're gonna show her the best movies oh my gosh i'm I'm so so excited excited. (laughs) oh my god i just want to say like i was right about when i said i was put on this earth to be a mom Mm -hmm. i know what my purpose is i have meaning in my life I did not know what unconditional, like, true unconditional love was until I had her. Yeah. I thought I knew, but unconditional love, it's like, I don't want or need anything from her ever. I just love her. And I just want, I'm, like, obsessed with her. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, yeah. And I just want to say that I'm really proud of you. I don't want to cry. Oh, Because I will cry. Jess. Oh, my God, Jess. Stop. (laughs) Literally. I just want to say I'm proud of you because you've been through a lot. I can't even speak right now and go into this. But just know I'm proud of you. And you're an amazing mom. And you've been through it. And you're still there for her and your husband. And you're present. And you're even here now. And, like, I'm just really proud of you. Because it's not easy. And I see it. And you're tired. And, like, you're still doing it all. So I wouldn't change it 
for the world. Like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Even though this was the hardest and most challenging thing ever, mm-hmm. being her mom and taking care of her is so easy for me. Yeah. Like, it just comes easy easily because I'm so happy and excited to do it. It was the experience and the overcoming, like, recovery that's been hard. That's the hardest part of it. Obviously, like, lack of sleep is hard and it sucks. But also... It, acknowledging that it's so temporary it is and whenever i'm like up at like three four or five a.m it's not forever i'm like this is so temporary and yeah. i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna miss her being this little yeah and i can sleep later exactly <laughs> exactly i need to be here for her now yeah. she needs her mama yeah. and her daddy yeah you guys so, are great so that was my birth story guys yeah pretty crazy <laughs> but uh all is good and it's gonna be an exciting year that means this time next year She's going to be one. It's so exciting. So when do they start (sighs) walking? (laughs) Me not knowing anything about babies. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure they start walking like by one. Like, so she'll be crawling like in the fall. Yeah, definitely. In the summer? Maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's already like moving her legs. Like when I do tummy time. And her neck. Like she's so strong. Is so strong. She's so strong. It's amazing. I know. So she might be one of those kids who are like crawling first walking first like i'm excited because at the two month mark that's when they say they start to like laugh and smile and recognize faces yeah oh that's so exciting i can't wait for her to laugh oh i'm gonna make her laugh oh my god (laughs) like newborns are cute but laughing babies oh my gosh i always thought that like newborns would just laugh sometimes but they don't they don't laugh yeah they don't know they they can so hardly quiet. see. They can. They're just like developing. Yeah. They don't recognize faces yet. None of that. So I'm excited for that. And her first words. Her first words. Will they be this year? Yes. Her first words. Yeah. Yeah. They talk, but very like like baby talk. Right. Right. Like yeah. She'll be like, "Mama." Oh my gosh. I hope. I'm always like trying to prep that. I'm always like, yeah. "Mama." <laughs> Can you say mama? I know she can't, but I just want her, when she does, when she can say it, I want her to yeah. say mama. What if she says everyone, dada first? Everyone says she looks like Luca. Everyone says she looks like Luca, which I'm thrilled. But I see both. I see Luca in her expressions that she makes. <laughs> like, I really do. But when she's calm and sleeping, she looks like you. Aww. Like, right now, when she was sleeping out there, I was thinking she looks like you. But when she makes her, like stretch faces and like her weird faces that she makes i'm like that is so luca Luca. so it's kind of nice to have both Uh, she's so perfect yeah she is i love her so much yeah she's the best she is aren't you so obsessed yes i am of course i I am i didn't think i would ever be one of these moms but like no i think about her all the time Ah, you're a great aunt you're such a good aunt great aunt i strive to be and Uncle Bean. Yes, Uncle Bean. It was so funny because he's out there looking after her and he's yeah. bringing her in whenever he thinks her face looks too pink or whatever. And Mandy's like, she's okay. She's literally pooping. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally pooping. She he pushes just, and she goes yeah. red. He wants to make sure, which is nice. It's yeah. good to like. No, I'd rather that. Yeah. I would rather that. He looks stressed. I know. He looks stressed. He does, yeah. Anyways, Poor though. Ty. <laughs> Poor Ty. He's doing a good job. Like He's being we said, a good uncle. He is a good uncle. Like we said, um, the nurse, crazy nurse story is going to be on Patreon. So by the yeah, time... That is wild. Yes. By the time you watch this, it'll be up. So we're going to put a link in the description. But we don't have any trending topics really this week because this podcast has really been about the birth and my little um, 
birthday story. The only thing that I really wanted to talk about was Taylor Swift, but I don't know if we're too late now. Like, I really wanted to mention, like, everyone's talking about how she ignored Celine Dion on stage. And, like, Celine Dion's going through it. The way that she acted that whole night was strange. The way that she was, like, grabbing on to people and <laughs> friggin' pulling Lana Del Rey on the stage. and It was a little bizarre. It was too much. But I was, also, I don't, the Swifties are going to come after us. I know. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm not a Swiftie. It doesn't mean I don't respect her. I love a powerful woman. We're all here for women. We love when people succeed. And she has bangers. Of course. I personally don't listen to her music. Have I liked a couple of her songs? Sure. Am I against the Swifties? No. I think listen to what you want to listen to. But do I think she's oversaturated in the media and on social media? Yes. I think I see her face everywhere. She's at football games. She's on at the Grammy. She's doing her tour. She has a new album coming out. Like, she's everywhere. see what people are selling those tickets for no like thousands of dollars for concert tickets oh my god three grand people will spend it's just like that's what i mean like it's a lot it is a lot and i think on top of the world even swifties could admit that she is everywhere Mm -hmm. and like maybe i want to see other things sometimes you know like i feel like when i'm on tiktok it's like every other thing is like taylor swift this taylor swift this and i'm like can we not it was the way that she acted at the grammys that was a bit cringe i just didn't know that she like behaved that way i didn't really give a shit otherwise she's like coming out with new albums like every second if i was a swifty i would love that shit i know because so i love bunny bunny bear i was gonna say i wish lana or or lana but like bunny bear he posts an album every five years Mm. so it makes me frustrated that like that's the person i like and i'm not getting albums but everyone else is I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. It was just no. a little bizarre um, at the Grammys. Yeah. We love Lana. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if we're, what? Oh, yeah. Let's describe it if you haven't heard about it. I was going to say, because it's all over TikTok, you could literally just Google it. Right. The way that she she was grabbing onto people, and everyone seemed uncomfortable. <laughs> Lana Del Rey did not want to go up on the stage. She just lost. Yeah. She was pulling her. No, come, come. And she was come. like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, come. Like, stop. Stop. And then Lana was, like, awkwardly just at the back of the stage watching after she had just lost and she had to watch Taylor, like, do her acceptance speech. Actually, the Celine Dion thing bothers me more because I love Celine. I'm a... I was going to say Selena, but that's a different thing. (laughs) That's a different thing. But she's been going through it. Like, Celine Dion has a new... um, I forgot what it's called. It's, like, a disease or something. I Um, know. But she's really, really sick. Like, she's not doing well. So for her to even appear at the Grammys, I was surprised to even see her there. Right? And she was just full-on, like, ignored. Like, Taylor was, like, talking to her friends or whatever, turning this way. And she just, like, takes the Grammy and walks to the stage. And Celine's like, okay, what am I chopped liver? That was wild. Yeah. Anyways, though, just an observation that I thought was... Well, everyone seemed to think I think that she needs to just read the room a little better maybe i mean obviously you never know these celebrities per or personally so yeah exactly she could be absolutely amazing she probably is but anyways it's her job to report the trending topics this is our job right <laughs> exactly so from now on unless mandy has a week that she could not be here i mean you're gonna be here i'll be here for the year i'll be here so we're looking forward to that okay all right so <laughs> we're gonna get Me going too. patreon link down below thank you guys for watching as usual we are on spotify apple podcasts we're on youtube we're everywhere and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week see ya bye have a good valentine's day yes <laughs>